yum nub. Eat out the yum nub. Hello and welcome to Yivcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Jamie, and no one is immune from failure. All have tasted the bitterness of defeat and disappointment. A warrior must not dwell on that failure, but must learn from it and continue on. And my name is Matt. Good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> I had I had two, and I chose the brevity one. Yeah, I I didn't realize how long it was. Mine was until I talking about it but there's not a lot of thrawn ones that are like that i could find that are just simple nice it's, it's a it's a good it's a good lead-in though mm-hmm. um because real quick before we get too into it um this is a supplemental episode we, where we are not going to talk directly at least about a star wars cartoon we're going to talk about the celebration stuff that's happening right now we're recording sunday night in, the, in America, so it's April 9th. Um, this will be up in a couple days because we'll just post this one out of sequence. Um, but we're going to focus on the Ahsoka trailer, which is sort of a live-action adaptation of Rebels, which is a cartoon, so it's in our wheelhouse. Or or I guess Lucasfilm was trying to stop our podcast by adapting everything to live-action. Yeah. Good luck. We'll still talk about it because we're losers. Yeah, we... Uh, Wish you had a Vin Diesel draft that was good good for this, but we're not going to stop. Yeah. Um, Unlikely. <laughs> we live our lives one quarter parsec at a time. We're going to go through um, just some of the stuff that uh, learned about it in Celebration and uh, go through the Ahsoka trailer, which um, we've all been waiting for for quite a while, and with you know some of the big you know news about it. Um. So, but before we get into it, uh, we usually just talk about just whatever Star Wars shit we are up to um, over the week. Um, so, Matt, did you do anything uh, Star Wars related? Yeah, I've had sort of a sort of a fun. So, my kids' spring break is right now, so they've been home for uh, the whole week, and they go back to school on Tuesday. They also get Monday off. I didn't realize that until today. Um, so, we've been we've been doing a lot of Star Wars together. Not as much as I'd like, but. Um, personally, I've been really throwing a lot of time at my R2. I got the dome mounted, I got the motor in place, I have the electronics all laid out, just not mounted inside the dome, and I've been um, finishing the sheet metal work, so like the skins, and it's finally spring here on the East Coast. I live in, I think people know I live near Washington, D.C., so um, it's been pretty good weather. And so um, I've been trying to spray paint one piece a day, like get out there and like spray paint a piece. So the other day I spray painted the primer on all of the legs for all of the leg pieces for R2, including the feet. And the feet had gotten a little like powder rust on them because they're not stainless steel, they were steel. Oops, and I'd stored them in the garage at the old house, which Mm -hmm. was not climate controlled. um, And they'd gotten just a little little surface rust so i got like a rust oleum and soaked it in that and then took a like a scouring pad and scrubbed it off and it got really really clean looking again and then dried it very quickly and then spray painted them with primer so all of that's painted i've and i've started painting painting and i ordered the hardware to finally mount the skins and so the goal is by may mid-may have everything sort of built up and in place and 
just work on wiring and then accessories. So I think I think that's a reasonable goal. But I have a lot of reading to do. I have all, almost all the pieces I need. But I have a lot of reading to do. Um, just a second. Sorry about that. Because it's spring, I'm also... I have mild allergies every spring. No, no problem. Yeah, because I, I live in a botanical bukkake film every year. Unlikely. No, it's true. I... Uh, inhale all sorts of plant semen every time I go outside. Excuse me? <laughs> that was appropriate. Um, but anyway, like, other than other than the R2, the kids and I um, obviously watch Mando, and we're coming, this is the week of the Lizzo and Jack Black Mando episode, which I guess we can talk about since this is a supplemental. We can talk about that maybe a little bit later. I watch that with by myself, so I watch it the first thing I wake up on Wednesdays. Then I watch it with the kids Wednesday night, um, and sometimes my wife, but my wife was out doing something Wednesday night, and so when she got home, we'd already watched it, and so she and I watched it again on Thursday. So I've seen it three times, and um, I, I really like the episode, I've decided. I think it's good. Yeah, I've came... it's probably not going to be in my rotation, but... I watched it the first time. I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I felt like maybe how some some of like the more um, uh, toxic fans feel is just about seeing women or people of color in Star Wars. Um, it's just it's kind of like how I felt that Force Awakens the first time I see, saw it, where I was just kind of like, what the fuck was this? I was, you know, this was, I was not expecting this at all. This is fucking terrible like how could they do this to this thing that i love and then i stewed on it for a while and i talked to you i told you how much i hated it and then watched it again you know but i, you know, I kind of calmed down later you know in the day and watched it with the family and then it was just kind of like you know going into expectations that it's just gonna be a little silly it's like okay it's not bad i still didn't really care for some parts of it but um mainly the lizzo jack black stuff but um you know, I I can accept it. Yeah, I think like well, your first your Force Awakens thing was sort of mired by. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was you had a huge desire to see Luke, and he wasn't in the movie. Oh yeah. Except for the last couple seconds, and then you had a terrible movie going experience. Oh you're, yeah. You're next to like a real shithead or something. Yeah, like people kept kept you know like I don't know if you've ever been to like a if you've ever been to like. Um, to see like uh, a Star Trek movie on opening night, so many people talk, 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 talk. You know, like you can't just watch the movie. Got to interject all your little stupid crap. And you know, like I told you know one person, you know, like I, you know who, who I may or may not have you know, you know, tell the sh- tell. Well, I told him to shut to shut the fuck up in the middle of the movie, <laughs> even though there's kids around. I'm just like, stop talking, you know. Some of us want to watch the movie. Right. So so for this episode of Mando, you texted me and said that you had a very visceral reaction to it. And I was like, yeah, it was a weird episode. And then we talked about it a little bit. And I was like, oh, you're really pissed. You're really pissed about this. And then I told you, I was like, well, like, I don't know. It's just silly Star Wars, right? It's like the thing that gets me is like a lot of weird shit happens in the cartoons, too. And I guess I watch the cartoons so much that when something weird happens... I just sort of like shrug and move on, you know, I'm just like, okay, like at least, 
at least she got like back to the fleet at the end, right? And so we're, we're probably going to get like a pretty cool season finale, right? Something's going to happen in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't need it to be constantly on. I guess. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that you do, but but like when I see something like that, and I'm like, oh, when I see something like a quadrophenia scooter chase on Tatooine, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's silly. It's funny. It's like I don't care. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't snap me out of it. It takes a lot to snap me out of it. it for me, it, it's the because having Tim Meadows in the in the previous episode, and then like not only like if it had been just Lizzo, I might not have recognized her at least right away. But you know, the second I heard, I kind of like saw from the distance the Captain Bombardier and saw his beard. I was like, oh shit, that's Jack Black. I will say I will say Jack Black more than anything. Like I, once again, I I grew to sort of like I like the episode. I think it's like a solid B minus episode. It's not my favorite, but it, it's a solid episode to me. He he takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like he because like, I watched it three times and hit, you hear his voice before you see him because he's like out of focus in the background, but you hear him when he says like "Come in, come in, come in." And I swear to you, the first time I watched it and he talked, I thought, is this fucking Jack Black? Because he can't, he has one voice. Yeah. He, he just does it at different volumes and different, like, extremes. And he was definitely told um, by, like, the director, like, rein it in. Like, we mm-hmm. want you at a one. Yeah, you know? he's, <laughs> yeah he's, he, um, he's like Adam Sandler pre-Spanglish. You know, like, he's yes. just the same... Thing over and over again, which is fine, but you know, like I would, I would like to see him do something against, uh, against type, or you know, where he's like plays like a villain or just you know, he plays Bowser, but it man. sounds like Jack Black. Yeah, but it, yeah, well, let's cartoon. That doesn't count. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> And okay, I'll be signing off now. <laughs> Let's just start the show over. No. Hello, welcome but, to Upcast, your yes. Star Wars cartoon <laughs> podcast. My name is Matt, and Jamie's quit the podcast. <laughs> and I'm Doug, and I'm definitely not a cartoon bigot person. I enjoy them just as much as everything else. But yeah, I didn't mean to come, but it was just like, you know, it's meant like the Mario movie's meant to be silly, so he can be, you know, silly and like him, you know wild and large and in charge but but it's just like it's just like but it mainly comes but i i wouldn't even mind it it's just the um it just seems like now star wars is becoming or maybe maybe mando or like um it's just like a place for uh, people to get um people um um i don't know doing stunt casting and um but this is my my sorry, but my hypothesis is, is this is this was always the plan, right? In the very first episode of Mando, you had Horatio Sands and Brian Boussain. Mm-hmm. and they're not the big, they're not Jack Black level or Tim Meadows level, but they're right below them. Yeah, but like Brian Boussain, he's like a huge nerd, so I, I would expect him. And then Horatio Sands, I didn't even know that that was him, and until the uh, the next season, but um. But it just seemed like like big name, like um, you know, like celebrities. It's just kind of like ah, uh, 
I don't know. It's just, you know, we talked about, you know, like how long before the Harlem Globetrotters come on or, you know, like, you know, like Mando, you know, um, you know, meets a, you know, meets Kiss, you know. Um, uh, so it's just kind of like to the point where we were, we're guessing who's the celebrity, you know, like guest this time. I mean, Timothy Olyphant, right? Like he's not a nobody. Like he was on a bunch of stuff, and he's pretty recognizable, and he got a really significant part. Right, but he's not. But he's playing a part. But he's playing the same part he's always played. Like he's he's not playing somebody who Timothy Olyphant hasn't played before. Right. So, and that's you know that's fine because you know like some people there's some actors that are just good character actors as far as like. He's really good at playing kind of a, a cowboy gunslinger type. You know, Sam Elliott's good at playing uh, a cowboy. Um, you know, I can't think of anybody else. <laughs> All right, here we go. I have I, I pulled up a website. It is called randomcelebritygenerator.com. And I'm going to hit reload and just <laughs> hit reload a few times. Um, and you're going to tell me if you want to see them in Mando or not. Okay. Okay, we'll just do a couple because this is probably going to be it's probably gonna be terrible radio. All right, I clicked through a couple times. I got Saddam Hussein, so we're going to skip him because he's dead. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, you know, a preemptive no, even if he was somehow brought back. Somehow Saddam Hussein has returned. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so I hit it again. Seth Rogen. This like is a, a po- this is a real possibility, I think. Like a bit part, <laughs> you know, like he's like an like an alien or something. I think or, I think making them aliens makes it way better. Mm-hmm. Like putting them in a shit ton of makeup makes it way better. All right, we'll talk. We'll think about what Seth Rogen alien alien can do. I'm gonna hit the button again. Okay, sounds like he, okay. sounds like he would be okay in Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion Warwick, no one would recognize her. I could see that. Yeah, I could see it too. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm just get the dead ones, okay? Um, That's probably good, you know. You know, what, what's his name? The 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 king of Denmark, whoever the one who took over the Congo. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't be so good. Leopold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Lohan. No, I mean, unless it's like like Seth Rogen, it have to be like a smaller part or just something like completely off type. Where I'm just like, where everybody's just like, whoa, and then that launches her career back into doing whatever. Um, yeah, so it has yeah. to be something significantly different than anything she's ever done before, mm-hmm. and probably once again in Alien Face. Um, here's a good one, Ben Affleck. I think this one's also he's probably too big for it, but I bet if he wanted to, he could get on there. Yeah, if he was like a stormtrooper or something. Um, yeah, and I think that's too too big. All right, you want you want him to do the Daniel Craig thing? Yeah. All right, you're not going to know who this is, but this is also a possibility. Clark Gregg, he played Phil Coulson in. The oh, Avengers. I know who he is. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I, I know him from uh, the New Adventures of Old Christine, because I told you that one guy, the one guy reminded me of you. Right. Um. Yeah. No, I could see him doing it. I would be fine. All right. Let's do a couple more. Okay. I, I don't think this is great radio. Ooh, Eric Idle. I'd want this to be. I want. I'd want this to happen, but he would break it for me. I think. Yeah, he. It would have to be just kind of like a one and done, sort of like. 
No, he's one of these people. If he opened his mouth, I couldn't. It, it would break it for me. You know, I don't think he could. I don't think he could do it without me knowing it was him. Yeah, but what if he voiced like a droid or something like that? And then you were like, and it wasn't until like the end you're like, oh yeah, that was him because you see. Oh, be like the um, shit. What's his name? Completely blank. Who played Snape? Alan Rickman. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's like that droid in. Rebels that was supposed to be played by Alan Rickman, but he died, and then they replaced him, and the and the actor they got to replace him just did an Alan Rickman voice. You know, the droid was just like, I get, I guess everything is gonna be okay. It was like an Eeyore droid. Mm. Yeah, but that's a good one. Eric Idle as a droid. Oh, we can talk about a celebration announcement where they announce a uh, tenant is doing Huang the lightsaber droid. Um, but we'll get there. Tenant. Yeah. The the British actor. Oh, well, uh, sorry. I was thinking of the movie. Um, David Tennant, the, he plays, uh, he was played the uh, doctor. Doctor, Who. Yeah. He played one of the doctors. I can't, I, I don't know their numbers, like the 12th one or 11th one or something. Yeah. I don't know. He was, he was in Jessica Jones and some. Exactly. He played the purple man in purple and Jessica Jones. Um, Oh great. I got Hitler. <laughs> this site sucks. <laughs> Nine. Okay, you might know this guy, Martin Starr. Um, he was sort of the the goopy looking guy with glasses on Freaks and Geeks. No, the name sounds was, familiar though. And he was Roman on Party Down. I don't know if you watch Party Down. Chrissy's tried to get me to watch Party Down with her lately. No idea. He's he's basically like an Adam Scott level comedian, maybe a little bit less than Adam Scott. Um, I don't know if you know who Adam Scott is. <laughs> um. But they're no. like they're like nerd comedians. Oh, oh, he's in. He was in. Um, he's in Silicon Valley. Yes, he was in Silicon Valley. These are basically the nerd comedian class, and so I think anybody in the nerd comedian class at this point, like the Pusains and and them, they're all they're all fair game for this show. You can stick mm-hmm. them in there. Um, yeah. So I need to start doing you know my stand up career and become super popular really quick. You know, show that I've got major nerd credentials. And then I can somewhat act to get picked up to be a you know like you know like a one-off episode of Mando. I told Chrissy I said when there are so many crowd scenes in Mandalorian these days when they're chasing that droid through the city, there's maybe a hundred people in various shots. I was like, we just should we should just move to where they film these, and I'll just go to every open call for a background person mm-hmm. and just keep doing it until I get there. Um, all right, last one, because I don't think this is great. <laughs> I don't think this is great, but we're going to continue doing it. I'm t- uh, this is the off-ramp, everybody. Alan Alda. Oh. This is a hard yes for me. Yes, put Alan Alda in, in Mando, please. Yeah. Have him be like um, like a newer public senator or like like, like some like like old Mandalorian um or, or, oh, 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 part of, like, the First Order or something, like, part of the Imperial Remnant. Just like like an old, like, admiral in general, whatever, who's just, like, a hard ass. Yeah, I think any of, any of those would work for Alan Alda. Like, I I don't love this website, but I just clicked it another time. I got Colonel Harlan David Sanders. <laughs> Colonel. Colonel Sanders, <laughs> founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Um, died in 1980. Apparently, he was born in 1890. Mm. Jesus. He well, looked... I guess they they could have somebody like him on Octo and uh, setting up franchises uh, for Kentucky Fried Pork. 
There you go. No, the, I think Alan Alda is a good place to stop. Like he, I don't know. He's got a huge place in my heart. Not only because when I was a kid, I loved Mash. Because I'm a, I guess I was a nerd even then. I was just like, oh, cool, they're doctors in in the army, you know? Yeah, and they and they drink and they trap women in their tents and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to think about it too hard. <laughs> I try not to examine things filmed in the '70s and the '80s too closely anymore. Um, because like admitting you like something from back then is like, I don't know, cancel culture territory, but, um, he also played Jack Gallo in the movie and the band played on and man, like, like a formative movie for me, because that is a movie about the HIV outbreak in the United States and how the U S government mishandled it and, and how it led to the AIDS epidemic. And that's a movie I watched when I was, I don't know, 16 and thought like, like this is like I want to do this. I want to like you get wanna, out. You want to fumble a global, global pandemic? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, cast <Yubcast> exclusive. <laughs> that admits to fumbling global pandemic. No, it, <laughs> just it so also... he can be like his his idol Reagan, who he's got a big tattoo of on his chest. Yeah. And before every episode, he consults his astrologer. And that's why sometimes, that's why we're so late, because sometimes his astrologer's like, now's not a good time to record. And he's yeah. like, okay. It was, it was Nancy that had the astrologer, right? Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> no, but the, and the band played on, and Jack Gallo in that movie played by Alan Alda. Jack Gallo, like, uh, history, of, history of science stuff, but he was an important person who completely fucked over um, the U.S. response to HIV because he wanted to win a Nobel Prize for the discovery. It is it is a, it is a dangerous story of ego and of of how how large institutes respond to emergencies and specifically infectious disease. And even like 25 years ago, when I first saw the movie, I was like, I want to do this. I want to get out in front of diseases and do stuff about it. Having not not to get too deep into it, but having done that, um, I should go back in time and slap that person as hard as I can in the face, <laughs> and say, "Just become an investment banker, you dumb piece of shit." Yeah. Well, I'm glad one of us is living our dream. My dream is to become <laughs> some sort of space fighter pilot and or Darth, you know, and or a cyborg. But you know, it didn't work out. I don't know. AI is coming, so you can probably be the cyborg still. <laughs> I honestly think we we are still on the what Star Wars did you do with this week question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even get to mine, which which is good. Mine was just very short. I um I finally pre-ordered uh, the deluxe edition of uh of uh, Fallen Order, so now I can make Cal Kestis look like an a- AHL uh, hockey player or you know some somebody who does uh, rants in uh, in the bed of their truck. Uh, on uh, TikTok or wherever. I need to get off my ass and order that Xbox because we still don't have whatever Xbox S or X, whatever the fuck we need. I I have it written down some, and then I write these things in draft emails to myself that I never address or send. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, we can move on. I'll also say that I watched Caravan of Courage with the kids this week, but we can move on from that. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to do the Ahsoka trailer now? And then we can sort of sure. walk through um, Celebration news? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's... So I, um, Why don't I'll you just... play it? And I've muted mine, and I'll just and then we'll just say pause when we want to pause it. Okay, let's start. Something's coming. Something dark. Right, let's stop here. Yeah. Let's stop here. So, so we just stopped with the. She's sort of walking through these ruins and something, and she throws her lightsabers into the ground and does this spin move and falls down into a chamber. We sort of paused it when she's falling yeah. down into the chamber. Go ahead. Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, um, like, um, like symbols that you'll see like later on in the trailer, like on the walls, and then there's like writing on the. Um, on the columns and places that have fallen. Um, I'm wondering if this is, um, uh, well, what's the, the new version of it? Moraban or what? Well, it's Mortaban or Corban. Corban yeah. or Mortaban. Yeah. I can't remember which is which. Yeah. Or, you know, I was thinking that maybe they might still be, you know, like it, the show might start off with how she gets off Melkor. Um, yes, please. I didn't even so, think that. But yes, so please. this this might be Malachor. But yeah, so this looks already cool as hell. You know, she does this the spin move and falls down. Uh, the spin move is cool. something that we see her in the last episodes of Clone Wars do when they're when she's trying to get off the Venator. She uses the spin move to like cut a hole in the floor, so she's used it before. What second are you at? I'm at sixteen. It it, it says right. I sense it. All right, you ready to go? Yeah. This is a new beginning. Oh, so I actually want to go back to 22, which is like right at the transition of the Lucasfilm. It shows Sabine kneeling um, in her, or at least like part of her armor uh, with her, with her helmet on like a little pedestal, something in front of her. Yeah. And she's got long hair. Yeah, this this is our first view of Sabine, right? Yeah, as far as I'm aware. Um, what do you think about this actor's portrayal of Sabine? Or the portrayal of Sabine? Do you want to do it at the end, or do you want to do it here? Um, so far, so good. Um, I'd like to know more about like why she has long, longer hair versus the shorter hair um, from the end of Rebels. And they don't really show her in... In Mandalorian armor. So the actor, uh, the actor does say that she wears the armor, and she she said something like, "Oh, I really loved it when I was the scenes where I was wearing the armor." So I, th- I think she's just in Rebels, she wore it all the time, but I think in this one, she's going to have occasion to take it on and off. Okay, and maybe they don't want to give away certain stuff. Right, but it's great to see her helmet here because it's the same color scheme as the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so playing. This is a new beginning. For some. Sorry, I had to pause it. She's so Ahsoka in this temple area, and there's these um, these HK droids. That Are they she, HKs? She, they're the same droids that she fought in the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, awesome. I didn't I didn't recognize them as HK, but awesome. That's good. Yeah, and they've got their and these ones are very specifically colored red. Uh, red bottoms, like white torsos, and then. 
I guess red arms and then black head and like shoulder pauldrons. Yeah, they're almost co- colored like vision. Yeah. Yeah, and they're holding like some sort of like electro staffs, kind of like the Magna Guards did. Okay, I, it's it's gonna be hard not to just keep on stopping, but okay. No, it's good. Stop as much as you want. Whoa. This is you said this is cool. So so stop. this is so this ship that ship that we see here, like I stopped at just thirty one. Um, the ship we see is the replacement ghost, or is the replacement specter that was part of the ghost. Mm-hmm. Oh, Phantom, sorry. The ghost was a big ship. Phantom was the little pod that they would take off. Mm-hmm. And then they were called Spect. They all had Spectre call signs. Um, but this ship that we see, the Harris line here, is the replacement one that they pick up in season two or three of Rebels. The, three. The, yeah, the second um, Phantom. Yeah, it's a it's like a Separatist shuttle. Yeah. I love it. I have I actually have the the toy of the original um phantom the little pod Mm -hmm. and i love that i love that little thing it's not super screen accurate it's way too small um but i I think it's just such a cool little star wars ship and the wings fold out just like it does in the show but when they replaced it with this thing i love this thing too Mm -hmm. and i love that we see it and then we see hera um yeah violated it sorry go ahead yeah so like just going a little bit further and then oh stop Stop at 32, where making his second live-action Star Wars debut, Chopper. I love it. I love this. And, he, and the first one is in Rogue One, I assume you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You barely see him, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. If you blink, it's only you there to him. establish that they're at Yavin at mm-hmm. this time, right? Um, this is like a full-on hero shot where his like arms are out and he's like wiggling around and making noise. I don't know if Favreau is, or sorry, Filoni is voicing Chopper anymore, but that'd be fun if he was. Yeah. Oh, it's so rad. Um, so can, all right. So then can What others? So we get uh, this woman. She looks, the actress looks familiar, but she's, She's got like an orange um, lightsaber, and she's attacking in uh, New Republic uh, ship. She's like, she's in the cockpit. the The captain's firing at her, and she's deflecting the bolts. And you know, I think by the end, she slashes him. Uh, she slashes the captain. But before that, they showed. We can go back just a, a fuzz to like thirty four, which is a character, um, Ray Stevenson playing a character that's named Balin, who's got like. Um, like like you know he's very like wizened he looks like a buff santa claus i guess you know just like he's got he's got like balin the buff santa <laughs> yeah you know, island of like misfit toys where do you where, where are you here i'm a buff santa with an orange <laughs> lightsaber <laughs> but you know he's i'm not i've only seen him in a few things i most remember him in uh, Punisher Warzone, um, but you know, like he he plays some sort of I'm guessing Jedi, and this is his apprentice, maybe. I don't I don't know. So who knows what's going on? It's you know it's a teaser, so we're we're left to um, we're, we're we're left to kind of guess. Which... So so just to talk about her for a second because you brought it up, she has a Padawan braid. So her, so in in a shot, not this shot, but in a different shot, 
Um, she turns her head, and she has the Padawan braid falling down next to her. And we'll get to, we'll, let's keep going because there's some shit about her in a, in a few minutes and Balin too. Fuck mm-hmm. Santa. <laughs> pause really quick they showed the scene um from uh rebels the the end of rebels uh except um where ahsoka's in like the old like jedi um i don't know it's like the shuttle it's just like a big wing that swings can, like swing back and f- like vertical and horizontal yeah it's the it's the ship we see the ship in clone wars a lot mm-hmm. we saw it in rebels a couple times and this is the shot of sabine and ezra's tower Right, looking, yeah. looking at the X-Wings and this Jedi cruiser flying over. And this shot is, I think it's post-war, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm, I'm, one, I'm wondering if perhaps she has long hair. Because she's not in, and then has, like, then cuts it, perhaps. Um, oh, we need, I need to watch the finale of Rebels to see what her hairstyle is when, when Ahsoka returns to Lothal. It's super short. Like, it is? Super short pixie cut, yeah. Okay, well... You know it's called a pixie cut because you have a daughter. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is Lothal for certain. Yeah, uh, the white city, the white city in the tower in the in the wheat field. It 100% Lothal. Yeah. Or a big fuck you to me, you know. Yeah. All right. It's been a while. Things have changed. Okay. This is probably in the middle of a conversation, but I hate it in movie trailers, show trailers, whatever everything's changed it's like come on it's like putting rises in like the subtitle of your movie it's like can we get some better dialogue or better names for things this might be the last star wars series that isn't written by an ai (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while i'm three days from retirement (laughs) more ranch (laughs) it's just things people like yeah, I, there was. I think there is a Vin Diesel one, but I didn't save it because I hate that term so much. <laughs> Everything's changed, or is that Batman? I, I can't tell. Everything's changed. <laughs> I was born in the change. <laughs> I can't clap because I don't want to wake up the kids. But it's like, <laughs> uh, I can go with that. Okay, that's the best thing I. That's the best one I have for. That's cool. I'll I'll edit that in so it's seamless. Yeah. I'll make it so it's seamless. Yeah. I won't leave any. I won't leave all of this in at all. I promise. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, okay. I know. All right. So, th- so like three ships jump in, like three ships that I am assuming from the context are New Republic. Uh, I assume there there are two. Can you go forward to the hologram? Yeah, I'm actually stopped at the hologram. 51. Okay. So you've got five people in fancy dress. I don't know who the four are, but right in the middle, Mon Mothma. I can tell you who at least one other person is, if you really want to know. You see the person standing immediately to, from our perspective, to her right in the yes. green in the green garb. Uh-huh. You know who that is? It is Senator Ziona. Senator Ziona. It's Kaz's father from Resistance. No! Yep. <laughs> Nice. Very cool. Yeah, and then there's a grand, and then there's some other woman and some other guy. They're identified, but they they didn't connect to any other Star Wars that I could find. But that is Cass's father. Oh, cool. 
I I love. I know we have our issues with resistance, and we'll get there. Um, but it's Star Wars, and there's a hut in it, so I love it. Um, but I love I love connective tissue. I love I love the fact that this, this is an intentional call back to resistance. Mm-hmm. I would say the guy on the far left, he's got like wearing he's wearing very like samurai inspired garb. It's pretty cool. I um I like it. Yeah, I should have looked up all of them, but I don't. I don't so, remember who that is. Yeah, you're you're a fucking hack, and you don't put any time into this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> don't. Right. You don't even want to know what, what the fuck I was doing earlier tonight when I was bored. My in laws were over. Um, I was I was watching a a Nelvana cartoon from 1979 called Romeo Zero Juliet Eight about two um, self aware cyborgs named Romeo and Juliet made by competing companies in a dystopic future and they're competing to be the number one number one robot on the market to um make these companies a ton of money mm-hmm. and never has there been a tale of more woe you know mm-hmm. it is a transparent um very transparent uh, retelling of the romeo and juliet story from the point of view of two robots and two warring corporations instead of the montagues and capulets um but it takes place in a futuristic society, and there are X-Wings and Star Destroyers in their society. And that's why I was watching it. I'm, I'm still doing all my research for Nelvana shit. So, we can keep going, though. I hear whispers. And whispers. And then we got the man. Return. Just the, the back of his head. Yeah, we got the back of the head, and then, and then 24 hours later, they confirmed... That this is Mads, not Mads. This is um, the other Lars. One. Lars. Lars Mickelson. Yeah. And we've seen photos of him. I put the photo of him where he looks like um, Musk on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's a real. I'm, I'm just hope. God, not, I'm not super religious, but please let that just be like, like just like, it just happened to catch it at just the right moment, where it just it just looks like a, a really bad Star Trek species. It where does. They just, it does look like a bad Star Trek alien, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm hoping that that's just, uh, you know, it was just uh, the picture that they, that they, you know, that they captured, you know, just like, you know, how sometimes you look at, you know, pictures, you know, from when you were a kid or you just get just the right angle where it just, you look like deranged. But, you know, that's not how you normally look. That's just how it, uh, how it happens. Or when you, or better yet, it's like when you pause something. Um, and it's in the middle of dialogue, and the person just looks like uh, just weird, kind of like yeah, like with their eye half closed and their mouth open. It looks like they're mid-stroke or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. You're probably gonna say something a lot more nice. I'm good with it. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, but the, and and he's on the um, oh, I'm not sure what this is. It might be a bridge of a ship. It's just everything's gold. Yeah, it's a wild-looking ship. All right, you want to keep going? Yeah. As heir to the Empire. All right, okay. got to stop here. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the pod, but you and I have definitely had the conversation that a lot of this Mando, Bad Batch, um, even Boba Fett stuff is setting up heir to the empire minus like Kyle Katarn as far as I can tell I don't see 
like like the Luke episode of Boba Fett convinced me that you can now do Heir to the Empire. It's like you have everything. You even have this like half-baked Palpatine cloning plan. You have Thrawn. You have like Imperial Remnant. You have all of the things that you need minus like like a weird like mixed mixed light side dark side jedi and a few other like little components that you can probably sprinkle in but you have almost every piece of that trilogy and i've actually started re-listening to the audiobooks of that trilogy starting yesterday because i'm like i gotta catch up i gotta remember exactly what happened because i haven't read those books in like 20 years so this she says heir to the empire and you said maybe it's a tease they're not that clever I don't but, think they are. I think I think this is their attempt. They're going for it. You think so? Hmm. Um, it won't be faithful. I don't think it's going to be super faithful. But they've already said that they're talking with Zahn to get it right. Yeah, but is it to the the old trilogy or the new canon Thrawn stuff? It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be something in the in the middle. Like I don't think they're going to. You have a very good question about Thrawn. Why don't you just put it out right now? Is um. Yeah, so you know we've both gone through both of his the, the trilogies, his books, and it seems to me he and by extension the Chiss ascendancy you know were attempting to ally with the Empire because they were the biggest dog in town, and they felt like that they had the, the best chance of surviving the like the grist uh, hegemony hegemony is that correct? Yeah, you nailed it. Got it in one. Um, yeah, um, is that is allying with the Empire. But, you know, the Empire falls. You know, like, what does what motivation does he have to continue on in the in the, in the Empire's machinations? So the, the piece, I agree with you, first of all, that as far as we know, Thrawn's motivation is to save the Chiss Ascendancy from the Grist. Um infiltration the piece that we don't know is what has happened to the chiss ascendancy between the end of the third chiss novel the third thrawn novel and this moment which is almost 20 years yeah yeah and or i guess i guess when when thrawn disappears into hyperspace with ezra spoilers and this moment is 10 years ish 10 to 12 years later what has happened to the chiss and in that period of time and is what happened change his view on what he can salvage from the imperial remnant or not Mm -hmm. and because what if the grist completely wiped out the chiss what if what if thrawn only wants revenge against the grist and by the way the grist are another piece of of the old eu they're they're absolutely a stand-in right now for the um what the fuck are they called the Vong? The Vong. The Gris could 100% be the Vong. Use on Vong. I'm not, I'm not trying to dismiss your worry, because I, I share your worry. I'm just saying that there is there there could be a plot reason for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they didn't, because those books are really, those books are really good, and I hate to... I agree. I, I hate to have it, because there, there's so many times, like, books get shit on, or just kind of cast... Uh, uh, you know, like their major plot points get cast aside for, you know, live action or the cartoon stuff. Um, you know, and this is probably how a lot of the EU people felt when Disney took over. Um, but, you know, I'm also like going on the fact that they said that they would not, they would keep everything even 
and they they haven't been. Um, yeah, they told us consistency above all, right? And and there's been a dozen pretty glaring contradictions. Mm-hmm. Put, put it that way, and and it's frustrating, and it impacts you pretty. It impacts you poorly. Your your enjoyment poorly impacts my enjoyment poorly. Um, I tend to be a little bit more forgiving about it than than you, at least of late. But it definitely gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to ruin Thrawn, and the fact that they're that they said that they specifically have consulted with Zahn about this, and that he wrote those six novels and the other six novels about yeah. Thrawn. I think if they want to, they can be consistent with them. They can yeah. give him the motivation that he needs to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. But live action not... Thrawn, hell yes. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. He's he's not. You know, he is not evil. Um, and he wasn't in the Heir of the Empire books. Yeah, he was. He he wanted the same things that, that Thrawn wanted in the other books. Mm-hmm. He wanted connection back to the Chiss. Right. So and uh, so here, like about minute minute four seconds, we're on the we're on the um, bridge of what I, it has to be a ship because it's this this the same pretty much the same scene that Thrawn was walking into. Like there's a chair in the front. And then there's two like there's droids on each side at like uh, they're like stations. navigation navigation stations or something. And then and then in the middle is um what's her name? I don't remember her name, but she's the she's the the person that Ahsoka fights in the Mandalorian episode, the Jedi. Yeah. Um, who has the Beskar spear? Yeah, and apparently she's a night sister. So she was supposed to be a night sister, and that got taken away from her. She's uh, no, she's no longer a night sister. Okay. So, so Marin is the only night sister we know about right now. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that this this ship is a um, that this is a Chiss ascendancy ship. That would be amazing. Yeah, it could be because there's a lot of like circles, and if you look at the sim- their symbol, um, it's all circles. Yeah, I I would love that. I didn't consider that. I would love it. Okay, something huge is coming up, so can we move forward? <laughs> no, let's continue more talking about this. Um, so, if this is the chess ship, right in the center is where the Skywalker would sit. I, I was just thinking about the Skywalker, and I was like, if this is a chess ship, I wonder if she helps with the Skywalkers at all. Hmm. And yeah. people who haven't read the books, the Skywalkers are Force-sensitive children, usually women, young women, um, who help the Chiss navigate wild space by using the Force. Yeah. Okay, starting. We have to prepare for the worst. Pause. So, Balin and Ahsoka, they appear to be in the world between worlds. Yeah. Or some, can't something can't like... say it for sure, but the, those, those like white streaks in the background of wherever they're standing when Balin ignites his lightsaber. It sort of looks like it looks like where Ezra was, except there's like camera equipment. There's like rigging <laughs> there's like rigging in the shot. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that shit out guys, but Yeah. There's a boom yeah. mic in there. <laughs> yeah a guy in blue jeans. Cool. What do you think about going going back to the world between world world between worlds? Not I'm between totally worlds. I'm totally down for it. Yeah, just don't don't make it time travel-y, please. Yeah, but I'm fine going back. I think this is a great thing. Mm-hmm. It might actually explain where Balin comes from. 
So, so the uh, Balin and Ahsoka are, are battling, and then Balin's uh, Padawan is uh, attacking um, Ahsoka's Jedi shuttle in space. Yeah, and this is the scene where you can see that she's wearing the same headset Hayden Christensen, Anakin is wearing in Episode yep. Three. You're right; she's got a braid, and she has the Padawan braid right there. Mm-hmm. And they're um, they're wearing similar style uniforms, like the the lines going down the front. And yep. Yeah, so I was like wondering, like, is this like a Jedi starfighter? Maybe this is a maybe this is like a um, a vector something. Yeah, or something older than that. Like, who knows? Like, who? Where did these people come from? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I people. Do you want to know what people are upset about? About this trailer, oh, about what the huge, huge controversy is uh, online about what, like the shape of the Inquisitor's head or the color of the Quadrophenia scooter's controversy is. It's the color of their lightsabers. Why aren't they red? They're orange. Mm-hmm. And talk about something to get your panties in a twist about. We have no idea who these people are. Yeah. There's orange lightsabers. Adi Gallia had an orange lightsaber. Are you fucking kidding me, guys? Read a fucking book. Yeah. I'd much rather listen to somebody complain about something trivial. All right. Anything else about her? Uh, no. All right. Let me keep going. The Jedi fell a long time ago. So this is a cool scene where uh, Balin's do pretty much doing a, a Vader. This is this is like our fourth hallway scene at least. Yeah. Or he's got a you know he's got a black hood on and he's just. He's in a New Republic um, uh, ship, uh, just like chewing through uh, New Republic soldiers. Which, by the way, I mean, you don't have to dress in like Hugo Boss Nazi outfits, but they could have come up with better designs for the New Republic Rebel Alliance uh, uniforms. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. These, these guys are very McQuarrie. Not in a, not in a good way. Like they're they're a Macquarie in like a really impractical way. Mm-hmm. All right. So hallway scenes. We're eventually going to have to do a video where we just rank them, but we can wait for this one to come out. But we have Vader, Luke, Maul, hashtag Star Wars animation, <laughs> and now Balin. Yeah. I I'm very excited about this character because he's he's just cutting down these these NPCs. I I want to know everything about him. Yeah, I don't care that his lightsaber is slightly orange, because <laughs> I'm not a petty asshole on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a petty asshole. Other places, just not Twitter. Yeah, in real life, like you don't want to. Like I don't have any real friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. If if you'd have watched this um, P, uh, PBS special that we watched, you probably would have. I mean, it was about um, microbiology and, and genetics. You probably would have. Uh, you know, you probably would have burst a blood vessel uh, in your eye, but which 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 special was it? Oh, um, they talked about um, like it, some of it was like in like this Nantucket. Um, they're talking about this, like um, trying to um, eradicate Lyme disease, um, and then they, they went into some other stuff. But then I, I had to walk the dog, so I missed a lot of it. It was interesting. Yeah, I, I don't work on Lyme disease, but I'm I'm well aware of of the efforts to eradicate Lyme disease. All right, let's get back on track. So we got Balin here. Soka, the Jedi fell a long time ago. There are 
Gotta stop here. <laughs> right, right here. There aren't many left. Sabine is looking at a hollow of Ezra Bridger. Yeah, so Sabine's really carrying this candle for Ezra, which is great because I think... So this is our first view of Ezra um, as live-action actor, and it's not a super good view. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really establishes that, that a huge portion of this plot is going to be finding Ezra. Figuring out what happened to Ezra, we'll figure out what happened to Thrawn when the Purgles jumped them into hyperspace. Thrawn survived, Ezra probably survived. Mm-hmm. Right? Or Thrawn ate Ezra, a la Argentinian soccer team crashing in the Andes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, with, or can, like, Cannibal the Musical from Matt and Trey <laughs> Parker, Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, this is actually kind of cool because like it was kind of, kind of made it seem like uh, Ezra was the one who was had the hots for Sabine, um, but it wasn't reciprocated. Now it seems like she's, you know, like you said, she's holding the candle, maybe not, you know, in a romantic way, but just like in a, you know, in a friend, you know, in a, you know, missing friend way. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's heartbreaking in a way. Right. But it's also, yeah. it's also like uplifting. It's like, like, the people that you care about care about you, sort of mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, that's not nothing. Yeah, and Ezra is wearing what I can say is like a red Star Wars Puritan outfit. Continuing on. Oh, I actually didn't notice that, but I'm just gonna back up just a fuzz that she's got artwork. All, um, this where she's staying at. There's artwork everywhere uh, of like Loth Cat, Loth Wolf. Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and just like Lothcast doing like funny things, I guess, kind of like Garfield or something. You think she's become a comic strip artist? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do, does that Lothcat hate Mondays? <laughs> <laughs> but it'll it'll destroy a pan of lasagna just like that. Have you seen? Have you seen Garfield minus Garfield? No. Somebody took all of the Garfield comic strips and deleted Garfield, and so it's John talking to himself. <laughs> and it is like the most depressing thing ever, because it's like he asks a question, and then he literally says, like, I guess I'm going to kill myself, because <laughs> nobody responds. <laughs> They're fucking brilliant. Like, Jim Davis, Jim Davis weighed in and basically said, like, stop doing this, because... <laughs> Because it was so devastating. <laughs> I don't know if I would just can double down and start doing, uh, you know, start doing uh, some of his other, co- or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. No, I was thinking, I was thinking of Bloom County, Burke Breath, Burke Breathhead, Burke Breath, but yeah. There's a link on Skype now. We'll talk about, we'll talk about this some other time. Okay. All right. So. Sabine's sitting on her bed. She's got a cup of uh, coffee, I guess, and she's just kind of looking at the um, the picture of Ezra. And this is from the side, and you can see his lightsaber hanging, which is cool. And there's a bunch of uh, you know drawings and other uh, art. And then, oh my God, it's this. Here it is. This took me the the second time figure out ahsoka is fighting the eighth brother who was on malachor Malachor. (laughs) so i'm so i'm wondering if this is like near the beginning like this will be like one of the first like the first episode or so 
where like maybe they're chasing each other or you know um because he gets off of malachor somehow she gets off of malachor somehow um because like how would he be like um like the all the inquisitors died or got rid of so like unless he was trapped on malachor for a super long time uh same with her we don't know how long Maul was on Malachor, and so we don't know how long Ahsoka was on Malachor or what happened to the Eighth Brother after he fell. Although the Eighth Brother is, is like some weird species, right? He's like a jumping something. Mm-hmm. Quick. He is a Torellian Django jumper. People don't fall from people don't die from falls in Star Wars. Not especially not a species that is evolved to survive false mm-hmm. so i just landed on all fours like a cat right but he's not explicitly stated in wikipedia as being in the ahsoka trailer right now but i agree with you when you texted me i watched it a dozen times that is him mm-hmm. it is obviously him yeah unless there's another inquisitor dressed exactly the same which they all dress different um they're yeah, different. Is... And they're different enough to where you can tell them apart. Yeah. And if it's not him, then it's someone that looks exactly like him. But this is fascinating to me. Like, what's mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah, that an inquisitor would be like, you know, um, around the time of the New Republic. Survive that long. That's a long time for an inquisitor. Yeah. I'm guessing this is pre, um, pre that. Or the war, or the world between worlds really fucked it up, right? Like pulled him forward somehow. Yeah, it's... I don't want that. I don't want that to be like a Deus Ex Machina for the show, though, mm-hmm. or the universe. I don't want them to be like, like, oh, we can step into here and do this thing. I want it to be like, like the nuclear option. Like when we do this, bad shit happens, and so we can't do it. Yeah, that like that he survives, and like the you know the like Vader was there, so his ship would still be there. Vader probably left left him there. Um, but his, hmm, I, I don't know. It's fascinating. I'm really looking forward to this. August can't come fast enough. Um, so, okay, so. Yeah, we haven't said that. Like, this comes out in August. Um, and obviously we're in, like, early April. We're April 10th right now, because it's, or April 9th, April 10th, right? Because it's midnight where I am, and it's less mid, less than midnight where you are. But, but we have, uh four months to speculate about this and they get disappointed no i'm not going to be disappointed like like i don't have expectations other than this is going to be more star wars and there's going to be an inquisitor in it and there's going to be this Balin guy and i'm going to figure out what the fuck he is and i'm going to see ahsoka sabine hera chopper thrawn and probably ezra mm-hmm. in live action yeah i think i think like when when i view these things it's like like there was an episode of Rebels where the whole plot was them stealing fruit. You you cannot disappoint me with Star Wars. Yeah, because that I was know, a I, fucking episode. Yeah, I just have a problem of getting my uh, expectations too high. Or I know, and I'm it. helping you work on it. <laughs> I'm helping you work on it by making you watch the worst Star Wars possible. Yeah. Join us. Join us our Patreon stream where, where we where we review Star Wars detours. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Don't try, don't look for us. Um, but if you want to send us money, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'll so send you, I'll send you my used socks in the mail. <laughs> you sick perverts. 
Okay, so like they're, you know, Ahsoka's fighting the eighth brother. It looks like some sort of shipyard or something. It's a pretty cool battle overall. Yeah, there's there's like engines in the background. Yeah, like. and, and like there's like workers just watching them in the background. <laughs> it's like it's like the stormtroopers watching um, Vader and Obi Wan duke it out. Yeah, they're like, hey, hey, look at this shit. All right, I'm at one twenty two. Where are you at? Uh, yeah, one twenty two. Right. Okay. Play? it is time to begin again and this is this is something i did not expect i am over the moon i bef- i've talked about hoang for years i love like i'm a history guy right i love history and to think that there's a droid that's been around for thousands of years that has built every single lightsaber um for every jedi that goes on like the foundling mission to the to the Ilum. The, the youngling. Yeah. Yeah. The, the youngling mission to Ilum and they get their kyber crystals and then they join Huang on the ship and he helps them build their lightsabers. The idea that that guy is alive and in his memory cores has the history of the Jedi order that he exists makes me beyond excited. Right. It makes me think that there is continuity to this religion there's continuity to this, to this culture, and that it can be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Please grab this droid. Know everything this droid knows, because he knows the identities, the motivations, the personal feelings of tens of thousands of Jedi's over thousands of years. He knows more than anything ever. It just like, and what a cool, what a cool little. Clone Wars Easter egg for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. If, I don't even know what to call it an Easter egg, but callback. Um... Yeah, it's something. It's it's just like it's just continuity at this point, right? Yeah, he's, he's a character that matters, and they're bringing him forward. And it's like Hoang's still here. It's like holy shit! I love this guy. I loved him in Clone. Like when he showed up in Clone Wars, in in whatever those episodes are called. I just looked them up, and I can't. I'm embarrassed. I keep wanting to say the quickening, but it's not that. But it's something like that. Um, his appear, his first appearance. I just want to know everything about him. It's like I just want a series about this guy. I want like six episodes where he just just six of these missions. You know, just mm-hmm. run him out like every two hundred years or every five hundred years, and just show him like interacting with different Jedi and how the culture is changing over this period of time. This is. That would be cool. Yeah, this is fucking amazing. Like that, this guy's still here. I love. Yeah, like, I love every piece of this. Yeah, him with like a young Mace Windu, or um, or him with Yaddle, and uh, with him with someone five hundred years before Yaddle. You know, like somebody from the High Republic. Yeah, him with you know. Bastille, Bastille Shaw from yeah, Kotor. Mm-hmm. Like this is the, like this is the character that can do that, and just have the exact same episode with. A different set of Padawans every single time, and and what terrible thing happens to that group of six Padawans? You know, mm-hmm. like it's just incredible. Like he's back. Mm-hmm. He he exists. He's he's a through line for the whole order. It's incredible, and only a droid could pull this off. I love it. I love that this is like a thing, and that they drop him in here, and David Tennant's playing him, and I love all of this. This is this is perfect Star Wars to me. It's absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. Sorry. Okay. I'll talk no, about playing all I want. Like, <laughs> like wait till we get to those episodes in Clone Wars. 
it's it's all about this, right? Harry Potter tried to do this with Ollivander, and they did a shitty job. He is so much better than Ollivander or any of these like like wizened characters. Um, technically, didn't Ollivander come first? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Wayne, I, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna say Wayne came first. Um, and <laughs> he did. What's that? No, uh, nothing. Okay, now I'm gonna look it up. But he he does it better because because he was physically there. And this is this is the promise of like artificial intelligence is continuity, right? We can have continuity of our society. Now I'm gonna look it up. Well, Harry Potter movies or Harry Potter um, started in like the um, like early '90s, not early '90s, sorry, early 2000s. Yeah, it's gonna be first. All right, 1997. It looks like he first appeared. I'm editing all this out, but <laughs> looks like looks like he did appear first. I'm not gonna edit it out. It doesn't matter because it's not the, it's it's done better. And, and Harry Potter is not the first one that, that did this sort of like continuity character. Like like oh I made the wand that your father had you know like mm-hmm. I took I took genetics from the same professor that my mother took genetics from that's just it's more of a problem with higher education than it is with like continuity of like the Star Wars universe or the Harry Potter universe it's Hoang is perfect I love oh Hoang. and and yeah I, I just I just looked him up on Google just for shits and giggles and there's a picture of him with a young mace windu working on his lightsaber from a comic yeah awesome that's what i'm saying we need a wing show we need it <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's it's a license to tell any story you want in star wars to have a have a character that's existed for thousands of years who's interacted with every single jedi almost every single jedi that goes on this ilum trip passes through Huang. this is tens of thousands of people over thousands of years Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, so probably yeah, it's millions. You can tell you can tell any story you want. Yeah, I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. Um, like yeah, he's back. He's back. He's the king. This is one of the best characters that they've ever come up with, in my in my opinion. This is like peak Filoni Star Wars that they bring him back is beautiful. It's so vindicating for me. It's like like yes, just let just let him talk. Like imagine what he knows. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm I'm like ranting at this point. But is his ship, the Crucible, still a thing? Does he still have it? Or does he have something else, you know? I just, I love it all. I love this. It makes me so excited. I couldn't, this is this is the peak. Like, Eighth Brother, yes. Huang, 10 out of 10. Perfect trailer. Couldn't be more excited. Mm-hmm. Huang's, if Huang's on screen for five minutes, that's five minutes more than I ever thought I would get. And it's not enough. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. All right, so let me, let's just finish off the trailer here. No, let's talk about this for another three minutes. And it just continues on. But like the Ahsoka like title, it does have that world between worlds sort of like design um, on it. So it's, uh, you know, around it. So it's, you know, I think that's definitely going to play a part of it somehow. Yeah, I think. Well, let's let's just do it. Like, this is obviously the next series that we're getting. We've got skeleton crew. We've got acolyte. We've got Ahsoka. Mando's currently running. We've got a couple episodes of Mando left, but Ahsoka clears appears to be the next episode, next season we're getting. Probably then, probably skeleton crew, then probably acolyte. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for for Ahsoka now? I'm 
I'm at a nine just because it's not at a 10 just because I just, there's that, that part of me is just like, Oh God, please don't, you know, please don't, please, please don't put in like humongous, you know, like retcons of things to where, you know, um, like, like there have been in the past. That's fine. Like a nine, nine is great, right? Nine mm-hmm. out of 10 is great for, for a trailer. Here's, here's what we think we can get, right? Live action ghost crew minus Kanan because he's crispy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless there's like a hollow of him or something. I didn't think of that, but yeah, they could. She could have a hollow. So we have we we have confirmed Hera, Chopper, Sabine. Zeb was in a recent episode of Mando, so we could see him again. So we could definitely see him again, and I think they did a fucking phenomenal job on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four, and we have a hologram of Ezra. So he's probably going to be in it more than a hologram, hopefully. We can't confirm that. So we've got the ghost crew in Ahsoka. No Rex, but whatever. Mm-hmm. From the villain side, we have confirmed Thrawn. Um, we have some sort of Inquisitor. And we have whatever Balin and his Padawan is doing. Yeah. I'm on board. Like, Yeah. Oh, you also forgot Mon Mothma. Um, Mon Mothma and... Kaz's father. Kaz, and then... Kaz's father. And I'm sure there's probably going to be some other people that that will just be like, whoa, you know. Kaz or Mon Mothma played by the same actress, mm-hmm. the same actor, right? Like, like she, yeah, just play that as much as you want, you know. Yeah, <laughs> she's perfect. I love her. I don't oh. know. Like, I, I'm nine out of ten, ten out of ten on this. Like, like I am so excited for this show. It's gonna be. Can you imagine, like? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, I, I get, like, part of the reason, like, I didn't, I wasn't super thrilled with the, the episode of Mando is because, like, Tuesday nights, I have a really tough time sleeping because I'm just so excited for, you know, before it was Bad Batch, then it was Bad Batch and Mando, and now it's just Mando, but still, it was, like, super hard for me to fall asleep. Yeah. I would predict, I predict the next two weeks of Mando are going to be great. I predict that. Because it's the last, it's the last two, the last two episodes of every season have been phenomenal. Because the first one, like, sets up, like, the big problem, like, Grogu gets kidnapped or whatever. And then Din has to go rescue him, and Luke shows up for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that sort of shit's going to happen. And you have to look at it from the big arc. Star Wars can stumble, but it delivers in the end, right? And I know we're, we're recording out of sequence, we're releasing this out of sequence, because we've got a couple of reviews of Bad Batch that we haven't posted, and we we have two to go, two or three to go for the season to finish out. But Bad Batch, like you have criticized Bad Batch of having filler episodes, but Bad Batch delivers in the end. Oh yeah, you know it's sure they have the tsunami episode where they're like in Bora Bora, and a wave. Is the, is the MacGuffin. Like an earthquake is the MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole plot is like, get everyone to high ground. It's it just, it's not transportative enough. But Bad Batch delivered for mm-hmm. a finale. And I, there's just like, for me, there's no such thing as filler. Not really. There's the less consequential stories, but it's still, once again, I go back to the thing where I say like, I would follow an Ithorian garbage man around on Horizont. I would watch that show, but I'm I'm the wrong person to ask. Like, what kind of Star Wars do you want? Because I would watch anything. Give me so much Star Wars, I can't keep up. We're getting close. Yeah, 
we're getting close. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at a wall of comics right now that I haven't read, but but I I just I couldn't be more excited about this. Like I'm at Mandalorian season one levels of excitement. But like let's let's do this because this is totally different TV from like a Star Wars point of view. This is Kenobi-level excitement for me. And Kenobi delivered, in my opinion. Kenobi gave me everything I wanted Kenobi to give me. And more. And I, I know you feel the same, similarly, about Kenobi than I do. Than yeah. I do. Yeah, a lot of people shit on it, but I think it was great. It was fucking amazing. It was Oops All Inquisitors, but... Um, <laughs> but it, it gave you, like, a Leia Kenobi story that you never got before. It got you two kenobi vader fights both super satisfying and it had the it had the hero villain arc of the villain is this insurmountable obstacle who's so much stronger than the than the hero and the hero has to realize like his strength is inside him all the time sort of nonsense but it it did it in such an organic and beautiful way where it really had to come down to it's like kenobi killing maul in the desert it's like what would kenobi kill for Kenobi would kill for the future. Mm-hmm. He would kill for those kids. That's it. He lost everything. What is the what is the line in the sand? Like what is what is your this far no further moment with the ball rock? Right. It is. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't step to these kids. Period. I'll kill anything that steps to these kids. And he and he steps up. It's so satisfying. And that's that's sort of my attitude about Ahsoka right now. It's like if your motivation is backing into heir to the empire fighting thrawn putting the ghost crew back together you couldn't you couldn't design a better star wars show for a guy like me Mm -hmm. this is an adaptation of one of my favorite pieces of star wars media in live action sure it's called ahsoka but i assume we're going to see jason sandula at some point yeah yeah i'm I'm sure people will like bitch and moan that like, well, you know, it's called Ahsoka, but then they go off on all these tangents, you know, follow all these other characters. This is like, so, so what? You know, like it's called Star Wars, but there's like, it's, you know, like barely space battles. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's every single episode that has, that has like a, like a second tier character that gets a satisfying arc. It doesn't matter. Right. It's, it's just the way you write. That's what writing is. It's you give that character an opportunity to be. It's my whole thing about tech, right? We haven't gotten to it yet, but tech dies or falls to his death, quote unquote death in Bad Batch. And we were critical of Bad Batch for not giving tech enough screen time or enough to do. Right. He was always like the MacGuffin guy, like tech, the tech, tech. Right, like, how are we going to get out of this problem? Like, oh, we'll just, like, reverse the polarity of the blah, 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 right? Yeah. It's like, like okay, so you're the you're the deus ex machina thing that's going to get everybody out of this problem. And then, they, and then they're like, oh, we need to give them, like, uh, an Omega episode where Omega and Tech are, like, best buds. We need to, like, give Tech, like, a romantic arc with, like, Wanda Sykes. And we need to, like, give him a reason to live and then kill him. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the thing. Like once you know, like the, that episode happened, it's like it's like I should have seen it coming. There's a reason why they, you know, were like like making us care about him because you know if they hadn't had all those episodes, then all of a sudden you know what happened to him happened to him. It'd be like, mm, like no no big loss. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll cover all of this in our reviews of those episodes. I'm just saying, like, like this is like I hope we don't have a show that's just about Ahsoka. I want to. I want an ensemble piece where we get where they go pick up Zeb from the Rangers, um, and say like like oh we got Ezra and we need you and your boyfriend Callus to join us. Oh. That would be cool. I would be down for that. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think we got a pretty long recording, but I do want to get your. I mean, I don't really care like if we have a long recording or not because it's really just an editing problem. I want to get your your one sentence short thoughts about the following things that came up at celebration this year. Okay. Number one. We talked, we talked about this over text. They announced three Star Wars movies. I'll just one, two, three of them. One, Dawn of the Jedi takes place 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, Origin of the Jedi Order. Two, um, New Republic versus Imperial Remnant. This is Dave Filoni's movie. It's supposed to be his culmination of the Mandoverse. Three, the New Jedi Order, 15 years after Rise of Skywalker, Ray Skywalker restarts the Jedi Order. Um, do you want to one, two, three, your thoughts about these, one, two, three, your thoughts about these movies? One, uh, the first one, been looking forward to something like this for a long time. The only thing is I wish it was about the Sith. So I'm going to respond to every one of your one, two, threes. So I recently read Dawn of the Jedi. We talked about it briefly on the pod. I don't know when, several months ago. Um, it is super weird to read something that takes place 30,000 years before the Jedi. I love it. Back then, the Jedi and Sith are the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they use light and dark side powers all the time, like intermingled. So I'm personally super excited for this movie. I agree with you that, that it would be fun to do dark side stuff. I think I think this far back, there's, there's not going to be a Jedi-Sith distinction. Yeah, or if they do, maybe like the end will be the break. Um, but yeah, who... It could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything, yeah. It's like all of a sudden somebody, you know, just there's everybody's talking about problems with like like there's all these like kids who can just like do stuff with their mind and start moving stuff around. Um, yeah, that's I'm it could be anything. I'm I'm excited. Second one, um I'm a little hesitant on, but it's Star Wars. I will definitely watch it. So the second one I assume so here, here's what I think is happening. We know that Rangers of the Old Republic has been scrapped, as well as the Top Gun movie mm-hmm. um, from Patty Jenkins. Um, at least we think that that's the case. I think that movies, I think that episodes like the Jack Black and Lizzo episode, honestly, was probably supposed to be a Rangers episode. Because it's more of like a CSI crime procedural. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, well, can we still do it with Mando and Bo-Katan? They're like, sure, we can probably still do that, right? So let's shoehorn them in this and make them, like, the cops. Yeah. Right? Um, I think I think they have all of this shit written, and they're going to sprinkle it throughout, throughout like, Mando Season 4 and Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew and whatever they can, and they're going to feed it into this movie and have, like, a Rangers of the Old Republic movie. That's what I'm guessing. And I'm fine. I'm on board. I'm. I'm. That's cool with me. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Do, do whatever you want to do. Like, I would love it if, if it were like a, like a Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and then the 
like the culmination team, whatever they called that. I can't remember what they called it, but the defenders, the defenders. That's right. Man, I lose a lot of Mar- Marvel credit just now, but whatever. Yeah, and then have like the defenders. Like I think that's great. I love that setup. I love it. I think it's good to have, to bring in Iron Fist and Luke Cage and put them all in the same like same series playing off each other. I hope that's what they do with this movie. And I hope that hope that he has a plan. Mm-hmm. But I'm on board. If this is what they want to do, I I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah, there's uh, there's some I mean there's so much that can be done and I just hope it's um you know, and I hope they can you know bring some characters back who haven't seen like the live action like um like um Thane Kyrell or Sienna Ree or um Oh Sienna. I would yeah. You know, or you know, like you know, or um shoot, even Iden Versio. Um, um what's, what's the what's the um shit. What's the ISB officer from Aftermath? Oh, uh Sinji Rathvelis. Rathvelis. Oh, Bring would, him in. He'd be a fucking perfect character for this. Oh my god, yeah, he would. Oh, you see, because he, isn't he like in this? He's like Mon Mothma's assistant. Yeah, he could totally be it. Like this is this is the perfect time for him, right? Because he ends up being he ends up working for the Senate. Yeah, do this. Like bring in Rathvelis. Let's mm-hmm. like let's respect the books. Yeah, let's respect the people who spend days and weeks like just reading these novels. Like bring in these characters and show them on screen. We're doing mm-hmm. Ziona, Synergy Ziona's on screen, tying it into Resistance, which I fucking love. Do that with the books. Do that with the comics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just want to say, Yup to Shu, because I think he's a clone because he was in Aftermath, and then they said he died a different way in that um, Shadow of the Sith book. Yeah, I agree with you that Yuptishu is a clone. Clone, You convinced me of this. Um, yeah, fi- finished his story. Mm-hmm. Okay, and All then... Right. Movie number the three. Third? Oh, yes. It's like, because you could have, you know, um, her starting up the, you know, restarting the Jedi Order in like a not so, you know, you know dogmatic way. Um, there could be... Um, you mean Grogu could be in it? I mean, shoot, he would, you know, unless he dies, which they they would not kill Grogu. Cause, He'd be 90. He'd be perfect. Yeah, Disney would not let them do that. Um, yeah, I mean, he could still, like, he could still come back. He could be, like, full, you know, like, full Mandalorian and then come and get some Jedi training um, or help her or whatever, you know. They could have, you know, could have, like, the, you know, like, the stable boy Jedi um broom boy yeah broom boy yeah i the one thing that would have made the end a little bit better for revenge of the sith is if she had broom boy with her uh at the very end when she was burying the lightsabers at tatooine you mean rise of skywalker rise of skywalker yeah sorry yeah yeah no i i i'm i'm right there with you i think as far as so i'm biased because of the recent completion of the dawn of the jedi stuff which i highly recommend to anyone that cares about the EU or the history of the Jedi, go grab the Dawn of the Jedi comics and the Dawn of the Jedi book. Like, it's good. It's very good. Um, I'm biased by the existence of that stuff to thinking I know what they're going to do. 
I'm biased by the Air of the Empire stuff and the Rangers stuff and my obsession about Mando and Ahsoka and Boba Fett. I think I know what they're going to do there. The really open-ended thing is what the hell is going on 15 years after Rise of Skywalker? And Daisy Ridley is assigned to the project to the point where she walks out on stage at Celebration to announce it. Mm -hmm. This is... I've given Lucasfilm as much shit about as anyone else about canceling projects or letting leaks run their narrative about what's being produced and what's not. I don't know if Tycho is still getting a movie. I don't know if Ryan Johnson's getting a trilogy. I don't know if Kevin Feige is getting a movie or a trilogy or whatever. These three movies, I have high confidence are getting made because they have story directors, actors assigned, and they're doing press on them. Mm -hmm. And so if we get one in 2025, 2027, 2029, I don't care how long it takes. Like, I'm an OG Star Wars nerd. I'm used to waiting a decade to get my shit, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I, just, I, I just think this Daisy thing is like this new Jedi Order thing could be fucking anything. And I'm just so excited about it. Yeah, it's just like, what, I mean, what's it mean? It's like it's just like hunting down like, um, you know, remnants of the uh, First Order. Um, like who's going to gathering force artifacts through the force collector. Who's the yeah, book? Who, the book, the Force Collector, right? Yeah, he's out there gathering lightsaber pieces and Force shit and just putting it in a trunk. Go get him. Yeah, he's got psychometry. Go get him. Yeah, right? get Hoang. Who's and who's the and who's going to be the villain? Who's going to be the you know the the antagonist? Palpatine. God, I fucking Palpatine. Because <laughs> if they you know like. Because, I mean, will this just be a standalone movie where there'd be, you know, like like a trilogy? This, you know, and if it, it is... It, I'll see it three to five times in the theater. So you know, if that like, helps it become a trilogy, That then it'll be a trilogy. You know, start with a fucking plan and see it all the way through. You know, if they're going to do a bunch of movies, do what Peter Jackson did. Do them all at once. Um, you know, like have a cohesive story, because I think everyone can agree that they were kind of all over the place for the sequel trilogy. Um, yeah, the sequel trilogy was a, a little bit of a mess, and even I can admit that, you know. But I like it is what it is what it is, and I can live with it. But yeah, have a plan, execute these three films. I don't think it's an accident that, they, that these three films are in different time periods, right? You've got yeah. something. You've got something that's so far in the past it can be as wild as you want. Yeah, there is source material for that far back. There's absolutely source material. Filoni's going to show the Knights of Ren. The Knights mm-hmm. of Ren actually doing something other than just getting killed by Kylo Ren. That would be great. Because one of my biggest disappointments of the sequel trilogy. I'm not going to shit shit talk sequel trilogy. Is that the Knights of Ren were worthless? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had. I like. I don't think that's a big disagreement. I think Knights of Ren narratively were worthless. Yeah, they. You know, like Knights of Ren and Captain Phasma. You know, everybody thought like, oh, these are going to be awesome characters, and then you never really see them. They can, you appear, know, they can appear on our new show, the Glepshito Show. Yeah, the the um, I mean, the Knights of Ren are in. You know, they're they're in the comics. They're way better in the comic. Yeah, way way better. 
They should have had lightsabers. They should have had something. They should have been a threat, but whatever. We're not going to re-adjudicate that. It sucks that yeah. they didn't have a plan for them. Mm-hmm. It sucks that we have action figures for them, except for one. They made one action figure. The guy with the axe. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. All right. Do you want to wrap it up? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, um, well there's yeah. a couple. I just want to do, like, before we do the wrap-up wrap-up, I just want to say that there's, there's a lot of other things that were revealed at Star Wars Celebration that we didn't talk about today. We obviously didn't talk about anything with Skeleton Crew, anything with Acolyte, which are the other two shows coming out. Um, there was a ton of announcements for books, including a whole breakdown of the High Republic Phase 3. I think we probably should just do a High Republic show yeah. at some point. Yeah. Like a supplemental like this. But but I think there's a lot of good Star Wars, a lot of exciting Star Wars coming out um, to be excited about. Um, shows, movies, video games, because even, there's even reveals about... Um, Jedi Fallen Order Part Two. Um, what's the What's the video game called? Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor, and it has a Star Wars animation tie-in where Dirge, the character that first appears in the Tartabaski Clone Wars that we reviewed a while back, um, is basically a bunch of worms in armor. Um, yeah. He apparently is a villain in that move in that video game. Yeah, but, I think he's in a. I think he's in. Um, and a, uh, Dr. Afra. I'm really far behind in Dr. Afra. He is in Dr. Afra. You're right. Man, I gotta dig out that comic. I'll figure. We'll figure out which one that is later. The other, the other big reveal that we didn't talk about is that uh, Return of the Jedi is coming back to theaters. So, do you want to go to Return of the Jedi with me? Uh, sure. It'll be in a theater around here. In DC. Yeah. In late April, early May. <laughs> so, yeah. like, in a couple weeks, fly out to D.C. and go to a movie. That's a thing you can do. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> She'll love that. Anyway, you don't have to, I'm just kidding. That's obviously not going to happen, but... But, uh, lots of good Star Wars to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very exciting. All right, so we should wrap it up. Um, so thanks for listening to this supplemental episode, you know, you know, tell a friend about us, you know, we talk about Star Wars animation and just regular Star Wars because we were, we were huge Star Wars fans, you know, and if you didn't like us, well, you know, tell somebody you don't like about us so we can get the downloads. So we'll be back, um, uh, with the, uh, next episode of Bad Batch. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of Yub Nub as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to Yubcast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewok, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at noochbaderproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Go to the yard, boom, da. Go to the yard, boom, da. Go to the yard, boom, da.
Dun, 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 dun,